There are three ways to rapidly accelerate in your career. The first one is to be so good that people just can't ignore you, to be so dedicated to your craft that it's just glitteringly obvious that you're one of the best. This requires years of dedication, passion, and probably some degree of natural ability. The second is to just outwork everybody. And this doesn't necessarily have to mean hours, as we've talked about in previous episodes. It's a, more a function of intensity and consistently focusing on maximizing the output and the focus that you bring to bear uh, when you are working. The third option is just to be way better than everybody else at building relationships. And I love this one because everybody can do it. It doesn't take any special skill. It doesn't take any special character traits necessarily. And when done correctly, it's arguably the most valuable. It makes every single thing that you do easier, finding customers, finding investors, finding team members. Uh, it literally is a superpower. And yet most people do it very poorly, if at all. For most people, networking means going to events or trade shows and collecting business cards and shaking hands and getting coffee to pick people's brains and seeing if there are immediate ways to kind of get something from somebody. And if you don't see a clear path to doing that, a lot of folks hesitate. They're, they're not willing to allocate the time because they don't see a direct ROI. But the more talented ones realize that it's actually largely about giving, making introductions, offering feedback and advice. Give, give, give is kind of their motto. They avoid the transactional uh, nature of most relationships and they don't necessarily worry about how much they're getting back relative to how much they're helping. They just trust that in the process they will build up sufficient goodwill and that it will come back to them in ways that they can't necessarily anticipate. And this is fantastic. Um, I think the people that do this have more fulfilling lives, more fulfilling careers. Uh, but you can go even further with it. And the secret I discovered years ago is what I call 5, 25, 150. And I have a friend uh, who ironically has always wanted to remain nameless, so I've never named them on this, but he's the best networker I've ever met. Uh, the person who can get you tickets to the impossible show, who's one degree away from everybody, who goes out of his way to kind of help everyone. And when you meet him, What's funny is he's not terribly impressive. Like he didn't he didn't go to an Ivy League school. He didn't have parents that were uh, movers and shakers. He he didn't build a rocket ship startup. You know, honestly, is a little bit sheepish about even acknowledging that he has any real tangible skills at all. But his secret in his case was his system, and it's called five twenty five one hundred and fifty. And it's super simple, but it blew me away when I saw it. Um, they, he basically has a spreadsheet. It was in Excel when he showed it to me. I'm sure it's probably in Google Drive or something like that now. But he has three groups of people, and they're organized based on the goals that are important to them at that time. And so each person is in a row, and you can see their uh, the person's contact details and some notes about their last conversation, right? And obviously this can be better done probably or more efficiently done inside of a CRM that's designed for this, but that he felt like was, was overkill. And so he just kind of manages inside of a spreadsheet. And so I think either one works. I actually do it inside of a CRM uh, now as part of my relationship management system, but uh, the principles are the same. And he literally spends just about his entire day inside of that spreadsheet. The five people are the people that he thinks he can be most helpful to in accomplishing some goal uh, of theirs at that time. And he contacts them multiple times a week. And it could be they're changing, they're wanting to change jobs. It could be they just got a new job. It could be they're raising money. It could be they're trying to get some clients. It could be 
they just had a health scare, it could be they're looking for a sitter, it could be anything. But basically somebody identifies a pain point in their life or something that is not as it should be, and he uh, moves them up into his five and kind of goes all in on trying to help them. And it's multiple touches a week, usually in trying to be just as helpful as possible. And then the second group is the 25, and those are his his important relationships. He tries to contact them once a week, and then the next 150 he tries to contact once a month. I've used 25 a month, and I used 150 a quarter just because I can't sustain that pace. But the, the simplicity of it's amazing. But the reason why it works is, again, he's a giver, right? And it forces him to do that in an ex- in somewhat extreme, but, but extremely consistent way. And in a previous episode, I talked about this idea of funeral-worthy relationships. Like, imagine someone who is willing to go that far to help you out, who played an instrumental role in helping you make a career transition, or in helping your kid get into college, or in getting you the be- access to the best cancer doctor, or whatever it is. Right? For for most of us, there's this desire that's almost subconscious, but that this feeling to reciprocate. Right? And he never tracks favors owed. Uh, He never makes it transactional in any way. But by doing this and by just over-indexing on people at the moment when they need the help the most, uh, he is able to build up this massive group of people who just love him and are willing to go to bat for him and just show up for him in meaningful ways, often in ways that he doesn't really expect. And on the rare occasion when he does make an ask, he is so quick to get people who are willing to jump in and help that it's kind of mind-blowing. So how do you do this? Um, It takes a tremendous amount of empathy, one. You have to be genuinely interested in helping people out. And it means you also need to uh, listen, right? So a lot of people, you know, they sit down and they catch up with folks and they forget immediately what those other people had to say. But if you actually are actively listening and actively probing and pursuing deeper relationships, right? Like getting below the surface and trying to understand a little bit about what is actually going on in someone's life, you can uncover a lot. And you, you, but that requires genuinely loving other people. The second is patience, right? Again, you know, you don't want to make it transactional. The second you make it transactional, the system no longer works, right? And many of the people that he helps out never help him out in any way. And and that's okay. And he doesn't expect them to, and he doesn't care. And it's not why he's doing it. He's doing this, it's borderline spiritual for him. Like it's a, it's a, I think he discovered that it's a good way to do business, but it's also in alignment with some of, some of his values just as a person. And he thinks it's just a better way to live life. And so even if these people don't always help him out ever, it's still worth doing. And then obviously the third is it does require a lot of discipline, which, you know, most people I think lack, even I lack. Uh, my system, I follow his system. Again, I use a CRM for it. But one, my cadence is less frequent because I, I could not manage the pace. And then two, even then, you know, I fall off the wagon like everybody else. But after every single conversation, he updates the notes, he scans the rest of the spreadsheet and looks to see who he can help or who might be able to help that person that he just spoke with. He is constantly going out of his way to look for ways to make meaningful connections for each other. And I think the system is kind of the only way that you can sustainably do it over time. Now, a caveat on that, the second best networker I've ever met uh, actually worked for uh, us on the venture side at Manifold um, and is still there. And he does not have a spreadsheet or a CRM of any kind, and he just keeps it all in his head. But he's but he has a similar set of traits, right? He he listens. He tries to understand how he can be as helpful as possible. 
He's very, very patient in terms of he doesn't he doesn't make a transactional in any way. And then he's very, very disciplined about when someone identifies a pain point in their lives or some way that he can be helpful to them, he goes out of his way to do it. So he has all three character traits. He just doesn't necessarily need to rely on a system. I think that's very rare. And I think if you're somebody, if you're a normal person like myself, the systems exist to help you do this. And so, you know, a lot of people bristle about the idea of having a personal CRM. They think it sounds, again, sterile or overkill. But um, I think of it like as like an aspect of my second brain. And it's one of the, the key pieces of what I call my personal operating system. There are tools out there that are free or very cheap. I use a tool called Dex to do this. Um, you can use HubSpot's free CRM to do this. All that really matters is that you can track people and you can attach notes to them and that you build the discipline to review those notes at an appropriate cadence over time and that you have the discipline to continually update those things. You can organize, the tool I use at Dex allows me to set reminders, which is super, super helpful. Um, so I can remember people's birthdays, I can remember anniversaries, things like that. And it allows me to organize these people into groups. So I'm able to do my five, my 25, and my 150. But the tool doesn't necessarily matter. Again, you can just use a simple spreadsheet and I will link to actually an example spreadsheet that you can use in the notes uh, of this episode. But I think that single spreadsheet can change your life. And I think anybody that has empathy, patience, and the discipline to implement a system like that, not overnight, but you fast forward a year, you fast forward two years, you will have made a meaningful impact in five people's lives or 20 people's lives or 50 people's lives. And opportunities are going to start to open up to you and they will, they will blow your mind how neat they are, how unexpected they were, and how meaningful they were. So I encourage you to download the spreadsheet, take a look, try to think about who your five might be and start building your list. <laughs> 